Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. First, some good news. The organization we're highlighting this week is Geese for GIs. I'm continuing my streak of Brazilian jiu-jitsu related organizations. Geese for GIs was founded in 2015. And what they do is send geese, primarily jiu-jitsu geese, but it looks like also some other martial arts geese perhaps, to what they call oath takers. That's active military members, veterans, first responders, people who take an oath of service. Their focus is suicide prevention. That's something that always hits me pretty hard when I hear of people. I have had some people that I know a little bit who have been affected. Their families have been affected by family members, friends who have served in the military, come back with post-traumatic stress disorder or are dealing with other mental health issues in general. I think I try to highlight frequently on this podcast the importance of mental health. It's a big focus. We talk about with our family time, those sorts of things. And there's not enough resources available for anyone. And it is it's heartbreaking in any situation, but particularly heartbreaking when you have people who are taking some sort of oath of service, who are committed to a sense of duty, and don't have resources available to them to help, to help manage the, the trauma that they deal with. I like that this organization is trying to help with that terrible situation by promoting the type of camaraderie, fellowship, family feeling that occurs in the military and amongst people who work demanding jobs, jobs where their lives are on the line. In those situations, there is that communal aspect. And when people are when people leave those settings, sometimes they don't know where to turn. They don't have a way to replace that. So I very much like that they're trying to bring people into the martial arts community, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community, because there is that camaraderie. There is that fellowship. There is that support system. And they're trying to do it in a simple way, but a meaningful way by sending geese to veterans, military members, first responders, and encouraging them to join a local martial arts school. There are a lot of different ways people can support geese for GIs. They can donate money. They can organize a gee drive. They have different events. Their website is geese4gis.org. So it looks like geese for geese, just the letters G I S, the number four, G I S.org. That's geese 
for GIs. This is Family Time 105, and we're going to do some goal reflection. The beginning of this school year was during our third week of the school year. We set some goals. This falls under our self-management social-emotional learning standard. I asked my students to set some specific goals for this school year. And we also kind of had some general discussions about what they wanted to get out of the school year. That is one of the great things about being in education and just the academic calendar in general. It has these cycles. I love that. Maybe I'm biased because I've spent almost my entire life in school, either as a student or then as a teacher and a coach. I like the seasons. I like the cyclical nature of the school year. There's a different feel at the beginning of the year than there is in February, than there is in May when a school year is about to end. Because I'm a coach, the football season or the track season have a different feel. I just, I like that things, things change, but there's a routine. It's sort of like the changing of the the seasons that we expect some different things. There's some different things about summer and winter. There's some things we can kind of rely on, but there's, there's enough change. There's consistency and there's change. And one of the things I think is great about that is we have kind of built into the school year points where we can reset and assess. Maybe it's the end of a quarter, the end of a semester, of course, the end of the school year, where we can look back and sort of examine. Maybe it's, I've been struggling in this class a little bit, or I could maybe put a little more effort into my homework. So this quarter, I'm really going to do that. But there's at least a little bit of a reset. Maybe it's this season, these are really the goals, whether it's athletics or other extracurricular things. This is what I'm really focusing on for my extracurricular time. I like that there's that opportunity to reset. And as an educator, one of my favorite things is to see growth. I see it every day. It's so funny when I get students who come in in sixth grade and I get to work with them until they graduate six years later, really kind of seven school years, I get to know them. And there's all this growth and all this change. And that's a wonderful and rewarding thing. And I want my students to spend some time just reflecting. It's kind of crazy how quickly the school year goes by. It's something I try to emphasize with my students and athletes constantly is just how quick it all moves. And there's times I know when they're in the middle of it, and it probably doesn't seem that way. It seems like the day is dragging on, the class is dragging on, the weeks have been dragging on. But looking back, it goes very, very quickly. And to the seniors who are about to graduate, that tends to be a common theme. I think most of them tend to agree that like, yeah, that went by faster than I thought it would. 
It didn't seem like that long ago that I was a freshman coming in and had all these big dreams and ambitions and goals and vision for what my life in high school was going to be. And now it's about over. We're at the tail end here. We're kind of winding down. I've planned out the last couple family times we're going to do for this school year. We've got things like prom and graduations and all those sorts of things are almost upon us. That's part of the end of the the school year cycle, and it is a good time to reflect. As seniors, it's a good time to reflect on this year, but also on your entire academic career to this point. For those who aren't seniors, for my underclassmen, I want them to really be thinking about Did you accomplish what you wanted to this year? And where do you want to go from here? So I'm really just asking a couple questions. If if my students remember them or have them written down, I know some wrote them down. Some we kind of had conversations a little more broadly, and I don't think that's a bad thing, kind of about what they wanted from this year. But to reflect back to week three, I think this is like week 34 of the school year in terms of weeks we've had school. doesn't count maybe when we've had a winter break or something like that where we didn't do a family time. I think this is our 33rd family time of the school year. So about 30 weeks ago. 30 weeks is plenty of time to make significant changes and make significant growth. And this is a good reminder when we look back to be like, holy cow, I've had 30 weeks to week work on this thing. And then I can look back and say, well, did, I, did I really make the progress that I wanted to? Am I closer to the goal? And that's what I'm going to ask. Did you accomplish your goal? And if you didn't accomplish your goal, are you closer? I want you to think about the areas that have gone well. Maybe the practices that you've started that have helped you. I also want us to think about what maybe hasn't gone super well. What have been the challenges? And if you haven't met your goal, that's okay. The biggest thing for me is, are you on the path? Are you contributing to what you want for your life? Are you paying in? Are you putting forth the effort and and trying to move in the direction you want to go? That's really the most important thing is the journey, the process. Are you taking the steps? Things aren't always going to turn out the way that we want, but if we're committed to the process, we're at least living in areas we find purposeful, meaningful, We're living in areas that give us some joy, some sense of satisfaction, even when they're difficult. That's all we're really doing this week is we're going to spend some time looking back at this year. And that helps us point our compass to where we want to go next. For my underclassmen, it's thinking about what do you want to do with the end of the school year? With your next academic year, if you're a junior going to be a senior, what do you want your senior year to look like? If you're an 8th grader who's going to be a freshman, 
What do you want high school to look like? What, what do you imagine that experience being? And if you're a senior who's graduating, if you're going to college or going into the workforce, whatever it is, what do you want next? Because this is a big step in life. This is a big change. That can be a great thing, and it can also come with some challenges. And that's part of the gig. And to help us set our new path and to move forward, we have to reflect. My blog post for this week is Why Worry? I recall a supposed bit of wry Irish wisdom I had read or heard somewhere. I always wonder about these things. There seem to be so many sort of humorous little bits of wisdom, little sayings that are attributed to the Irish. I wonder if they are all actually Irish sayings or if they're sort of like like Yogi Berra, the Hall of Fame catcher from the New York Yankees who had a lot of famous quotes and also famously said, I didn't really say all the things I said. Sometimes things were attributed to him that he maybe didn't actually say. So I kind of wonder about these things, but this one stuck with me. It goes something like this. If you have your health, there's nothing to worry about. If you're sick, you'll either get better and there's nothing to worry about, or you'll die. If you die, you'll either go to heaven, and there's nothing to worry about, or you'll go to hell. If you go to hell, all of your friends will be there, so there's really nothing to worry about. That falls into that category of sort of amusing little bit of wisdom, and I certainly don't mean to make a statement about anyone's religious views or perspectives on heaven or hell or the afterlife. I'm taking this as just a tongue-in-cheek little bit of wisdom, a little thing to think about. But it sort of stuck with me when considering the idea of what happens after our mortal existence. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to make a case for anything. But I have considered for myself, when I get stressed about things, or when I see other people stressed about things and worrying about our daily lives, I kind of think, well, we probably fall into a couple of categories with our beliefs about the end of this life. We either believe in some sort of afterlife or something after this mortal existence, whether it is a heaven or some version of an eternal life beyond the physical, or even if it's a reincarnation a deep connection to karma, those sorts of things. We either believe in something after this life or the other camp 
we believe that there's nothing, that this is it, this is the end, that there, there's nothing, there is no afterlife. With either belief system, and I know there's many, many nuanced beliefs about life after physical existence or what happens when we die. So I'm not trying to downplay or oversimplify anyone's beliefs. But I'm, if I'm just thinking of those two things, that yes, we either believe in something after the physical life or some people know we don't believe in something after the physical life. Both situations to me seem like good cause to not worry so much. If we believe in a life after this one, some sort of eternal life, some sort of heaven, some sort of reincarnation, whatever it is, it seems to me we should spend less time worrying about the petty things that too often drive us in our daily existence. We should be focusing on the eternal aspect of our existence. Because our physical existence is incredibly short when compared to the idea of eternity. So it's sort of like gritting our teeth and pushing through a difficult workout or a difficult emotional situation because we can tell ourselves, well, this will be over soon. I'm going to do my very best for this limited amount of time that I have to endure this. Our physical existence is then the same with compared to eternity. It's this tiny raindrop in a vast ocean. So we should be setting aside our petty indifferences and our hate and our anger. All of these things that take us away from from doing right and good that will help us, that will lead into the eternal existence of our soul or whatever it might be. On the flip side, if we don't believe in anything beyond this existence, this physical existence. That also seems like a good reason to not waste time on trivial things, to not waste moments of our lives worrying. I'm not saying that we shouldn't get emotional about things. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have convictions and feel strongly about things. But worrying has never made a lot of sense to me. 
That's not to say that I don't do any worrying. But worrying doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't help us. I feel the same way about complaining. Complaining about something doesn't change it. We need action to make change. And worrying about something goes back to the quote from Seneca I've used often, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. If we're worrying about things, we're putting additional burdens on ourselves. We're creating hardship that we haven't met yet. And it seems like such a waste of time. If we believe that there's nothing after this physical existence, then we really should not be wasting this very, very finite amount of time. We have to do everything we want to do, experience everything we want to experience in this small amount of time. I hope that makes sense to people listening and I've been toying around as I'm writing this piece because it's never my intention to try to convince people how to feel or what to believe. I tell my own students frequently, I don't need you to think like me, but I need you to think. That's what I hope to do with this podcast and things I write and things I create, whether it's the book, whatever it is, in class even. I want you to think, I want you to feel I want you to experience life. And I really, I'm not trying to get anyone to believe what I believe. I, I don't want everybody to believe exactly what I believe. I want a variety. I want people to come to their own understandings of the world. When I work with young people, that's such an important facet of my work from my perspective. Is to just try to encourage young people to find their lot in life, to find their paths and start developing their own beliefs and their own convictions, to be a little more self-actualized. That's what I want. So I, I hope this doesn't come off as preachy or knocking any set of beliefs. Not my intention it's a way that I rationalize things to myself. That even when I am considering things, it's, okay, if there's an immortal life or if there is nothing after this, in either situation, I should be focused on doing work I find meaningful, living a purposeful life, trying to find deep and meaningful joy and live peacefully, because at either extreme, there's not a lot of time that I should be wasting in either system of thought. I better get on with living. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by anyone who confidently calls someone the wrong name. I thought specifically of... A good friend of mine, I won't call him out by name. I love being around this guy. I appreciate his communication skills. I mean this sincerely. 
I'm sometimes, very often, if I'm around new people, whatever, I'm not so much uncomfortable, but I tend to be a little quieter and feel things out. Get, get a sense of the vibe. Where <laughs> This friend of mine will dive in with both feet. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the bravery of that to just jump in and talk to people and present himself. <laughs> and one thing that happens with that sometimes is he'll, he'll dive right in and maybe having heard someone's name once, attempts to call them by their name later and it's not the right name. It's often something close, but it's not quite the right name. And he'll just jump into it and say their name. I, free, I don't usually do that. I try to be better about remembering people's names because I think that's a great thing. It's a great communication skill when I've been around other people and they hear your name once and then they call you by their name and maybe even if you know they're repeating your name several times in the conversation to commit it to memory i think that's a great thing i too often will hear someone's name and want to remember it but then throughout the course of the conversation or over the course of several interactions i forget the name or i do remember the name but I'm not confident enough in my memory of the name, so I just don't want to say it. Like, even if I'm pretty sure I know the person's name, I'm going to avoid saying the name just in case it's wrong. Where this friend of mine will often, he's going to shoot from the hip and hope the name is right. I would say he's good at remembering people's names and very good at communicating, but... But sometimes, if you're always throwing out people's names, once in a while, you're going to get them wrong. So I just appreciate that. I think it's funny anytime someone is boldly committing to something, and sometimes it's just not correct. But I, I appreciate the moxie. With that, we'll wrap up, wrap up another episode of the podcast. We talked about geese for GIs in our good news segment. If you can support an organization like this or another organization that's supporting our oath takers, especially when they're dealing with trauma and mental health issues, I think that's a good thing. And anytime we can bring someone into a communal environment, that's positive. I've got to spend pretty much my whole life around supportive family, friends, being members of teams. I still seek that out. It's one of the reasons I teach and coach. I never never grew out of it. I like being a part of a team. I like when we have a group of people pulling in the same direction. That support is important to me, and that can change people's lives. We talked about goal reflection during our family time segment. The end of the school year is a great time for me to reflect, think about things I want to do better, think about relationships I built with students this year, think about relationships that I would have liked to have supported more, 
we talked about worrying and why maybe regardless of what we believe we should spend less time worrying and focusing on trivial things until next time feel free to check out any of the other media stuff still putting out the chapters of earnest from earth my book along with curriculum guide stuff it's kind of spotty with some of the posting it's track season for me so it gets pretty busy so i i try to give myself permission to not be so structured with these that i'm going to stress myself out i try to focus on one thing at a time and if it's always with my kids my own children first then it kind of goes to my students and my athletes after that and i want to give them the best opportunities to succeed so i'm focused on that before focusing on the media stuff but still continuing to do that we posted some audio and video this week and i'll try and get some out again this next week you can always connect with me through lukenielsen.com or luke nielsen media on pretty much the regular socials the twitter and facebook and instagram those sorts of things until then love yourself love each other love the fight mm-hmm.